Rebel Nation, welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford. And straight ahead of the five, to the two, to the one! In the end zone is Jerry and Ely! Touchdown, Ole Miss! Bringing you the lowdown on everything with Ole Miss Athletics. Near side, there's a pitch, it's on the turf! And the Rebels recover it! Don't just sit on the sidelines, be part of the show. Text in your questions and comments to 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. I guess you don't have to, but you need to. Deal for Rodriguez. He'll go coast to coast. One-handed stuff with a right hand. Swung on, fly ball, deep field. That ball is long gone, headed toward the scoreboard, hit right below it, and the Rebels take a one-to-nothing lead on a bomb by Tim Elko. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. Now here's your host, Gary Darby. Time for the final regular season, Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Gary. Chuck is here. Gordon is here. Yancey is not. We'll still hear his thoughts coming up here in this opening segment. And let me tell you what we will have on the program. For those of you listening on our Super Talk stations throughout Mississippi, Brian Haydad, who just finished up with Richard Cross and the company on Sports Talk Mississippi, is going to join us here in about five or so minutes. Uh, we'll talk with him on the Mississippi State perspective of the Egg Bowl coming up. Harry Harrison will be with us at around 6.30. And so those are the things going on on today's program, plus your text messages at 426-1093. We have some. You want to get in, we'll do that. Injuries, the good, bad, and ugly, C Spire Trophy, all of that stuff. Chuck. Woof. <laughs> and that's putting it politely, right? Yeah, I just soon forget that one, man. <laughs> I tell you, once we had a couple of touchdowns called back, uh, for holding, uh, they were momentum killers, and, and I'm not blaming that on the loss. Arkansas beat us. Just, just let's just say it like it is. When they got up 42 to six at first series of the third quarter, that game was long gone. And don't don't believe the 42 to 27 final score because it wasn't that close. You know the the first holding I can argue a little bit. Second one, I thought Pettis had him around the neck and slung him around. All right, so I kind of see that. The first one you can call every play, all game long, start to finish, in every football game. And Jonathan Cruz missed a field goal. We took field goals, had an opportunity, you know, get something along the way. And so, and then as you said, I mean, they just lined it up and... Look, Sanders is only like 20 yards behind Judkins in the SEC. Oh, he's they, a, he's They've been a, running the football all year long. And he's they, got a better yard per carry average. They came in with that, and you knew that the man from Sardis, Mississippi, mm-hmm. was coming to play. He might have been hurt the week before or whatever. He was coming to play there in Facebook. Well, that's this a weekend. redemption and revenge game because we, we stopped him on the two-point conversion last year to win 52-51 to when he had 200 family members up in the mm-hmm, stands mm-hmm. in the vault. So, uh, you know, he had that stuck in his craw. Gordon, I was trying to find you, first of all, Friday night at the men's basketball game, then begging for you to do something and help me out in the postgame show on, on Saturday. It was a long day. I never heard from you, man. I was sitting by my phone. <laughs> but you know what? You talk about that game. You know, one thing that Chuck didn't mention is the pass interference call that was not called. I mean, that guy was blatantly grabbed Heath. And then I think the worst part of it, you know, we had to sit there and watch – you know, Ole Miss get blown out. And 
than listen to those announcers, you know. <laughs> and those guys, the color commentators, were the worst. And then they start talking about Kiffin leaving and all that kind of stuff. I mean, none of this was relevant, I'm sure, because it's 42 to 6. you got to talk about something. Some things. But up there yeah. eating popcorn and acting crazy, I, I don't know if that was as bad as the game, but it was close to it. I bet we get more with Chuck on that at the end of the program, and we'll kind of expand yeah. a little bit on that. The first part of this program is brought to you by First South Farm Credit with over 100 years of experience supporting rural communities and agriculture. They're ready to guide you through your financial journey at First South Farm Credit. So we encourage you to join us. Let's let Rhino hit this one as uh, Yancey will give us his thoughts. Brought to you by Outback Steakhouse and our friend Steve Grantham, who currently operates nine Outback Steakhouse locations in Mississippi and Tennessee. Go, Rhino. First off, Lane has a standing policy to not address coaching rumors or his contract until after the season. That's the correct policy under normal circumstances. But when there is a coaching change in SEC West program during the season and you are part of the rumor, sometimes policies can be tweaked. By not addressing the armor rumors with his team, not talking about the fans or the public, it might have backfired for the Arkansas game. Second thought, I thought the refs decided from the opening kickoff who was going to win this game. From the phantom holding call on Micah Pettis that caused Sol Miss a touchdown, to the Arkansas wide receiver shoving Prince to the ground for a touchdown, to the pass interference flag that was picked up on Malik Heath that would have gone for a score in the mid-second quarter, the refs simply took over the game. If I want to go to a WWE wrestling match, I'll go to one. But this is football. Shame on you, SEC refs, for the second week in a row. Third thought, Ole Miss's inability to stop Arkansas on third downs in the first half was a backbreaker. The Rebels' defense then went back to their three-down front in the second quarter after shutting down the Razorbacks' running game in the first quarter. And the Razorbacks simply capitalized as they ran wild. Fourth thought, why did Ole Miss's offense wait so long to get their offensive play calls in? This threw the offensive out of rhythm the whole game, despite putting up over 700 yards of offense. This caused multiple false starts and confusion at the time of each snap. This is the first time I've seen this occur in the Lane Kiffin era. Fifth thought, Ole Miss kept battling on both sides of the ball, despite being down 42-6 to after the first possession of the second half. They never quit and play with pride. Kudos to the players for fighting hard and to the final horn was sound. I truly believe we'll see a pack of pissed-off revs in the Egg Bowl. And a little bonus on top for Thanksgiving, the SEC Network's broadcast of the Ole Miss-Arkansas game was purely a clown show. And Jordan Rogers, you are the worst announcer in college football. It's time for you to find a new line of work. Thank you, guys. Man, I wish Yancey was in the studio with us so we could still talk about that. Brian Haydad joins us on the other side. Hang on, people. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order? Or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. 
We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know. Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Time for our game day outlook, brought to you by Roberts Wilson, PA. They represent the people. Consultation is free. That phone number again is 533-9111, or wegetjustice.com. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon, and... From Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Radio and the host of the Thunder and Lightning podcast and show on Wednesday nights at 6. It's Brian Haydad. Haydad, let me ask you a question. You've been in Oxford twice doing live remotes, and have we not had you on the show both times? Like, I mean, you've been in the city doing remotes with Cross and Company, basketball season and today, and then and we bring you on the show. I mean, if you guys have waited 10 more minutes, I could have just come to the studio, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on Highway 6 heading the other way right now, but, you know. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming in and, and, and taking a little time with us. All right, Chuck, will get us started. All right, Brian, the 7-4 and four Bulldogs, underachievers, overachievers, or about what you expected when before the season started? Chuck, I'm, I'm not a, a great picker of games usually in my career, but I had State 7-4 and four coming into this game. I had them losing to LSU, Kentucky, Alabama, and Georgia, the four teams that they've lost to. I've had State right on on the button as far as the predictions go. But I would say underachievers just because in year three of Mike Leach, I I feel like the offense has taken a step backwards. You know, Rodgers' numbers are not as good as they were a a season ago in terms of yards and touchdowns. State showed a lot of promise early in the season running the football and and really look like they found that that right balance between rushing and passing. And then they've just gotten away from it since the Kentucky game. They just aren't running the football effectively. They put all of the uh, the pressure on the Will Rogers' shoulders, and he just hasn't been able to deliver because he hasn't had the help from his offensive line, from his running game, from his receivers. It's just been a really rough stretch for State. 
since they were five and one to start the season. So I would say underachievers, even though record wise they're right where I thought they'd be. So defensively, uh, I watched a couple of games early and I said these guys are pretty salty, but then kind of Alabama throttled them and Georgia throttled them pretty good, didn't they? Um, but those are two outliers uh, to me against just quote unquote normal teams. It seems like they the defense has been pretty good. Yeah, I mean with Alabama, especially State was pretty good against the run. They just gave up some big plays to Bryce Young, especially early in that game. And you know, the sort of the same formula that Ole Miss went through a few weeks ago, where he just keeps the plays alive with his feet and finds guys down the field. Georgia, same thing. You know, Stetson Bennett had a couple of big plays. They had a long run on an end around that sort of skewed everything. But you're right. Outside of the Kentucky game, where Chris Rodriguez had a monster game for the Wildcats, State's been pretty good defensively this year. Um, they were able to limit Arkansas to 17 points, so that was without KJ Jefferson. But State was State was really good offensively that day. They probably would have been okay. A uh, and M, you know, it's kind of what A and M is, what it is. And then in the non-conference games, especially State was very, very good defensively, and that includes against Arizona, who's been putting up some points this year. They haven't have a lot of wins, but they put up points defensively. This team is pretty good. Getting Jaden Cromedy back uh, two weeks ago was a big boost for this defense, and getting him back out there on the field that's probably their best defensive lineman, and it's been noticeable to see him back. They're a team that you know, if you try to run directly at them, they have the guys up front that can deal with that. State's problem is when you go wide, they just don't have that sideline-to-sideline speed that you need to to really stop some of these SEC offenses. Brian, Gordon Ford, Um, you know, State was in a couple of games, you know, like LSU, and then they went for, you know, a couple of questionable times on fourth and long. And, you know, to me, they were in that game up until the end, until they kind of blew it there. But they're playing Ole Miss this Thursday night, supposed to rain, and – you know, Ole Miss is a running team. State likes to throw it. What do you think? Is that going to affect them? I think it absolutely will because, you know, as you said, State's such a, a pass-first team. And if you watch the Arkansas game, you kind of get the idea that you should run the ball on Ole Miss. But I just don't have any faith in Mike Leach to do that. These past few games, they have just not run the ball no matter what the defense has presented them. Um despite the fact that when they have tried to run it, they've been pretty effective. So a sloppy track and with the Ole Miss running game, I feel like that gives the Rebels a pretty big advantage. Brian Haydad is with us. You can listen to him every afternoon, 3 to 6, with Sports Talk Mississippi, and, of course, Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock as well, Thunder and Lightning. Look, I, I don't know that you can compare when I ask you this question, but I, I do want to get some thoughts on Emmanuel Forbes, right? He set a record with another pick six. He's got six interceptions this year and returned them for 174 yards. I guess maybe I am asking you to compare. There have been a lot of great defensive backs that have come through and are in the NFL right now. How does he compare? And, and just give us some thoughts on, on that guy that, that Ole Miss will see on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, he's right there with that, that group of Mississippi State greats like Jonathan Banks, Fred Smoot, uh, Darius Slay, Robert Bean. I mean, he, he's right there with those guys. Um, and, and, you know, with another interception, he'll be, he'll be the uh, all-time – single-season leader by himself. He's currently tied for the single-season lead right now. And then it's his ability, to, like you said, to, to get those balls that he intercepts and take them into the end zone. You know, if he has a pick six in this game, obviously that goes a long way for Mississippi State. I think a defensive or special teams touchdown, which State has shown this year they can produce, would be huge in this game. 
Um, he, he's right there. You know, I, I, as far as an NFL future with him, he's, he's, he's small. Uh, I think I saw a stat that no NFL first-rounder under 175 pounds for like 50, 60 years. I think he's listed at 168. So he's, he's just a slight guy. But he's so good with the ball. He's so good finding it and in good in coverage. Uh, I'm interested to see who State matches him up with, Malik Heath or Jonathan Mingo. You know, either one of those guys is, it can, is capable of a big play. You, you feel good about having Forbes on whoever you put him on. So give us a little more insight on, on Will Rogers. Uh, you said his numbers are a little bit down, but he still seems like a pretty polished guy that throw, can, is capable of throwing the ball all over the yard. Probably more quick-release stuff than down the field, but still uh, <laughs> 10,000 yards in his career already? Yeah. Yeah, the thing with Will is this. If Ole Miss plays uh, soft defense, if they aren't pressuring him, if they give him some that, that rush three, drop eight look, Rodgers will pick them apart. He, if, if, when he has time to throw, he's as accurate as anybody in the country. The problem has been for the last few weeks is that teams have decided to get away from that rush three, drop eight that State was seeing the first two seasons under Mike Leach, and they've been putting four and five and six-man fronts up there, pressuring him, taking away the running game. And he just doesn't have the, the arm to beat them down the field when there should be guys open. You know, if you're blitzing, there should be guys open down the field. But Rodgers just has not had, had the ability to, to beat teams like that. So this this game coming up, you know, Ole Miss has obviously seen the same film everybody else has. If they come out and they're aggressive, it's going to be interesting to see what Mississippi State does. But if they come out and play passive, if they try to rely on that rush three, drop eight, that everybody was using the past couple of years, then it's going to be a shootout, and Mississippi State could very easily be a team that gets 30, 40 points in this game uh, because that's the kind of defenses, when they see them, they've dominated them this year. Last thing, uh, since you're traveling, we want to thank you for being a part of the program, but I think I heard you say this on the show earlier. How many times would you like to see Mississippi State run the football? How many times do you think they need to on Thursday? They need to run it 20-plus times, 25 times, something like that. If you look at State's best two offensive games of the year against Texas A&M and against Arkansas, they, the running backs, not, 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 not carries because we you know those account sacks for some dumb reason. I don't know why the NCAA does that. <laughs> but just running back carries, they had 60 carries in those two games. And those are the two games where they scored 40-plus points. And they were well over 400 yards. Against Arkansas, they were closer to 600 yards. Um but then since then, I don't think they've had a combined 50 carries in four games since then for their running backs. Marks and Johnson are good quality running backs. They're averaging, you know, decent yards per carry. State's got to put the ball into their hands and let them have some opportunities. If they do that, if they run the ball 20-plus times, I think they have a great chance to, to leave Oxford with the golden egg. If they don't and they put it in Will Rogers' hands to throw it 50-plus times, I think the Rebels are going to keep the trophy for a third straight year. All right. Thank you very much, Brian. Next time you're in Oxford, we'll schedule this again. You can just come in the studio with us, all right? <laughs> hey, Brian, thank you. Thanks, Brian. Yes, See you Thursday. All right, Brian Haydad. You can, again, hear him on Sports Talk Mississippi and these Super Talk stations and the Thunder and Lightning Very objective show. dude, you know. He's, he's straightforward he's, with he's, it. Yeah. He's objective. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he, I know he pulls from Mississippi State, but he's anything but a homer. He's... He's pretty objective. He's not like me. I'm a, I'm, I'm a flat-out homer. <laughs> <laughs> Text messages are coming up and an injury report as well as the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family, from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Can you imagine years of hard work and saving and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings? Paxton Farise and the Farise Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Farise Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Farise Group, farisegroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Farise Group, your partner in retirement. Registered representatives offer securities through Security America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. The Farise Group, LLC, and Securities America companies are separate entities. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a blooming onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. All right, friends, welcome back into the program. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline on your Monday night. All right, so we have text messages at 662-426-1093. 662-426-1093. We'll get into those, and then we'll get uh, an injury report coming up as well. Your text messages are presented by Cannon Cleary McGraw, and you can go check them out online, ccmoxford.com. One of them, how many seniors will be playing their final game at the vault on Thursday? And Ole Miss Game Notes tell us there are 25 players that will be recognized on Senior Day. And that will include guys like Nick Broker. Uh, you'll have uh, Troy Brown, Malik Heath. Uh, you'll also see Jonathan Mingo, uh, DeAndre Prince, Otis Reese. And, again, there'll be 25 of them. So we'll have 25 players on Senior Day and student-athletes that will be honored for the final home game. So I, I'm not going to go through that whole you know list of 25, but there'll be 25 guys uh, that will honor on Thursday as far as Senior Day is concerned. The others are, is there any way to avoid playing so late in the year in Fayetteville? Always strange weather in November at that place. Uh, saw it at the beginning of the year and knew it would be a problem. Uh, and then the Egg Bowl now coming up on Thursday on a short week. No, no You can't do anything with that. No, that's the SEC. That's the SEC, SEC makes a schedule. And uh, they don't care what Ole Miss thinks. And 
or what you think or what I think. That's right. And I don't know how many more times Arkansas will put it back in Little Rock. Because Ole Miss wins the game in Little Rock. Yeah. They, they, they win the game well, in Little Rock. Why would they? It's recruiting, man. You know, you know? They, they can get the players on campus and they had Look, I've also been there, and it has been a little bit earlier, because I was talking about this with Brett Norsworthy on the broadcast. We had to talk for like an hour, Chuck, in 2010 because of a thunderstorm that rolled through. And I mean, wind was swirling, rain was whipping around that joint. It was a tornado warning all around us. Weather's just wacky in Fayetteville whenever you go. Yeah, sitting up on that mountain. It was cold the other night, but luckily the wind wasn't whipping. That's right. I've been to baseball games that were as cold as that football game yeah. the other night. It rained on that, brother. I mean, it's, it's been that way. So there's Me nothing, and Jimmy McElroy. Nothing we can do uh, about that. And Elizabeth wants to know why we play terrible in Fayetteville against Arkansas teams that aren't better than us. Well, I think this, this past week there were several reasons. One, I think the team was distracted. Uh, I think they had the Alabama hangover. Alabama has a tendency to beat people twice if you look at the analytics. And I think KJ Jefferson was determined that he wasn't going to lose two in a row to the, to the town, the school that's what, 30 miles from that's his right. hometown. He couldn't play in Starkville earlier in the year. He was right. hurt then. He missed that one. He didn't miss Liberty. Ch- he didn't get a chance to play against state. This probably was his last opportunity to play against the state of Mississippi. He's yeah. still way high in yeah. the NFL draft boards. So and, and, and the other, other thing is the defense played horribly. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, Rocket Sanders had over 200 yards and he's a great back, but, I mean, man, you're giving up those kind of yards and explosive plays, and I, I don't know. It just was a bad game. This is something I wasn't even aware of. Did we get Troy Brown's helmet back? Apparently it was no, stolen somewhere it was stolen, along the way. Stolen. Uh, but that's that's no big deal. I mean, it, Hopefully we have a helmet. We'll we, him, we got <laughs> plenty of helmets. Yeah. We'll, we'll put him a helmet on. All right, and, and then the last thing is there was a press conference, a normal press conference this afternoon, but it moved from – Around lunchtime to four fifteen with yeah. Lane Kiffin, uh, any latest greatest? That's no, what they wanted no. He said, you know, he said, uh, I've said several times I'm happy here, and I don't know what else I should say. Well, that's all he said, but uh, of course the fans want him to say he's staying or he's going or he's talked to the team. And I asked Jonathan Mingo, he said, no, he's never said a word to us about his future status here or there or anywhere else. So I think Thursday night is the time to approach him with the, with the serious hard questions. I don't think three days before the egg bowl is the time to grill him. I, I really don't. And I was called gutless on my message board today, but you know, Hey, that's just part of the job. I, I I have to I have to do what I think's best for the rebels, and I, I just don't think we needed to stir that hornet's nest up today. I think it needs to be stirred up Thursday night after the game, though. No what? doubt. Yeah. And, and one other thing, I talked to Romero Miller today. He's playing. You know, he's, we were talking about it, and he said he didn't know what he's going to do. But think about this. I mean, he's the king of the school. I mean, he goes in there and gets his dog as almost a mascot now. I mean, he's got pull here. He can do whatever he wants. Get up and fly to Boca Raton and go fishing or whatever he wants to do. Yeah, I wrote a column Sunday that it's it's a smart move to stay at Ole Miss, but you never, you can't 
predict what meddling alumni like at Auburn. So yeah. there are there are two people I know that know Lane Kiffin and Jimmy Sexton. Yeah, that's about it. I don't know if Sexton knows yet. Right? To be honest with you, <laughs> I think the only person who knows is Lane Kiffin. Right? And and I'll tell you this too. I've heard from a really good Auburn source that they have not tendered him an offer yet. No. That they anticipate that he's going to get an offer. That he's the leading candidate and all that stuff. But uh, John Cohen's been very close to the vest over there, and he he interv- he was interviewing play uh, coaches this past weekend. So, I mean, if I'm if I offer somebody a job, I, I don't think I'm going to keep interviewing if I have an inkling he's going to take it. Correct. You know. So I, this will be an ongoing deal, and I think correct uh, in the press conference at the end, win or lose. I think it will be addressed. I think well, and that's only a fair question. Now, he might he might get ruffled. He might not want to answer. He may not answer, but it's it's a fair question that Ole Miss fans deserve to know something. Quickly, Rebel injury report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. What do we have? Pretty good, actually, pretty good. You know, the same guys are, have little bumps and bruises, but they're all ready to go Thursday night. There was nothing new. Uh, Saturday that I saw or have see, have been reported to me, um, the only mystery to me, guys, is Michael Trigg. Mm-hmm. I he's mean, been on the sideline dressed out last two weeks. Well, he's been cleared since the Texas A and M game medically, but he has not played a snap. Maybe he's the secret weapon for State. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were people have been predicting that for three weeks. He's the secret weapon for Alabama, the secret well, weapon knows, for Arkansas. Man, just throwing that well, now he's the secret weapon for Mississippi State. <laughs> Harry Harrison is next in the C Spire Connolly Trophy watch list. We'll do that as the show rolls along. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. 
Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Still to go, we'll look at recruiting, good, bad, and ugly from Chuck. We've got the Ceasefire Connolly Trophy watch list. This portion of the show is brought to you by Gateway Tire, serving you since 1929, 54 locations, six states, Gateway Tire. We go the distance for you from the Ole Miss Radio Network. Big game analyst, Harry Harrison's with us. Hi, Mr. Harrison. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Wonderful. Harry, we want you to go down on the sidelines this week and uh, get down there and butt players out of in front of the heater and all that kind of stuff. So can you think you can do that? You know, I got enough feedback today, Chuck, from several of my friends and just uh, people who watched the game and said that was probably the worst broadcast they've ever witnessed, uh, especially if you're an Ole Miss fan. But turned into the, 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 the uh, three amigos wanted to be the star of the show, it sounded like. The three stooges, Terry, not the three amigos. They made the three stooges a reality. I got you. I got you. So uh, give, us, give us your initial thoughts on this Egg Bowl. You got a seven and four state. Um, eight and three old miss. Uh, both teams have lost kind of to the same people. Um, seems like a fairly even matchup to me. Yeah, I think it, I think if you look at the stats, Chuck, it's a passing team that's, uh, versus a run team. And, uh, that's what we got. You know, maybe we're going to get some weather Thursday. Let's hope not, but it looks like there's a chance of rain. So you think that would, uh, help the run team. Uh, hopefully that's the case, but, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the stats. Mississippi State, uh, same quarterback's been in the system now three years. Different set of receivers than we saw last year, but uh, uh, all very capable. Looks like uh, two receivers with the same number of catches in 42, and the other, the other guy with 45. So, you know, they, they just throw it all over the yard. If anybody's ever watched Mississippi State, and, and, and uh, obviously uh, what they do is uh, – they can dunk. They're going to find somebody that's open if it's three yards or 30 yards. They don't care. They're just going to try to throw it down the field. So, you know, as we saw last year, key to getting the stop in this game and, and stopping Mississippi State is getting pressure on that quarterback. He's not going to be, he's not going to be KJ Jefferson. He's not going to be, 
Daniel some LSU. He's not going to break and run and make you pay for it. Uh, I'm not saying he can't run some, but he's not that type of scrambler. I don't think he's going to get hurt with his legs. So he's got to get some pressure on him. He's got to mix up coverages where he doesn't know what he's looking at and uh, keep, him, keep him on his back heels. Yeah, that's what Brian Haydad said. But let me ask you this. Uh, you're the defensive guru that I know and trust. Um, if you If you don't pressure him, He's going to eat you alive, but if you do, don't it, don't they go hot a lot? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's got to be able to recognize who the hot receiver is if you're going to bring if you're going to bring blitz, and you know you, you can always walk those guys up, Chuck, and then bail out of it. You don't always have to come, but you want to keep the quarterback thinking. You want to keep him guessing as to what it's going to be. Is it is the blitz coming? Is the blitz not coming? You know, if if I looked at this last Saturday night's film, I would uh, I'd run it right at us, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I think so, Eric. <laughs> unless one of their running, unless their main running backs got a wooden leg, I think I would. <laughs> think I'd run. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm looking at their running backs. Uh, the breakdown here: they got Jaquavius Marks, uh, 456 yards on the on the year, and Dylan Johnson, 415. That's their two leading guys. You flip that page, you go Quinshawn Jenkins with 1385, and Zach Evans with 899. So. We got a real chance of having two guys with a thousand yards rushing in the same same season. That's uh, I know that's never happened in Ole Miss history. That's a, that's incredible. Um, and, and let's talk about that a little bit. You you played here in the mid seventies. Uh, have you ever seen any a pair of running backs like that at Ole Miss? I I, I mean, I think. Deuce McAllister and Joe Gunn may may have been close, but. Not they didn't have the production these guys have. No, no, they didn't, Chuck. Obviously, Deuce McAllister, we knew he was a star. He proved that to be when he was with the Saints, and might, might have had his best years when he was in the, in the next league. But uh, we we used him as a, a receiver also, so we didn't we didn't uh, do what we're doing now as far as Quinchon Judkins got two hundred and five attempts in the, on the season. That's a lot of rushing attempts, Chuck, and and Zach Evans with one hundred and thirty one and. Even Jackson Darts rushed it 107 times, so that's a lot of a lot of run plays or a lot of read options where you pulled it. But nonetheless, it's still a lot of run plays. And I, I've never seen anything like this. No, I have not. And, and thank goodness it is because you know we've been good on our past game, but not great. I mean, we've had moments. I, I just don't think we've been great at it. Uh, you know, we've been watching Matt Corral two years prior to this, and that was. Uh, a uh, whole other animal for sure, but uh, you know, Zach, uh, excuse me, Jackson Dart is only in his his first year with us, second year to be playing collegiate football. So certainly expecting big things out of him next year. Let's hope we expect big things Thursday night out of him. I thought he was a little uh, off target last Saturday against Arkansas. I thought he had played better games leading up to that game. I did too. I, I thought he was uh, just, you know, occasionally made some great throws, but I thought overall it was just an average night for Jackson. I did. Harry, you talk about the running game. I mean, I think that would be advantage to Ole Miss if it rains like that, and you know, and they're predicting what seventy percent chance. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with that, Gordon. I think you know, regardless of where it's going to rain or, or shine, we know the sun's not going to be out. But whether it's dry or wet, the Rebels are going. Our M.O. is to run it, and then we're going to play play action off of that. So, yeah, so I would think that would be advantage. Definitely, definitely if it's a wet field, you know, a slick field, I would think it would be advantage Ole Miss. But once again, it turns into turnovers. 
Devils coughed it up three times Saturday night and didn't score head zone, but twice touchdowns. And that's a recipe to get you beat, and that's exactly what happened. You looked at that stat sheet Saturday, and you go, how did Ole Miss lose the game? Well, you know, three turnovers and, and no uh, – and, and they outgained them too. Yeah, so oh, yeah, you're right. Seven hundred three yards versus about five oh five. I think we outgained them almost two hundred yards in the game. But that doesn't. The only one that counts is that scoreboard, and that's where we got beat. As we said here at six forty on Monday night, low fifties, eighty percent chance of rain with about an inch forecasted in the nighttime. Hmm. Okay. That's well. not. That's going to be now, very wet now. now. It could change, obviously, and it has, but that's what, what I'm reading here from the Weather Channel while I'm listening to you guys talk. Now, Harry, you play defensive back. I know you played some games in the rain. Does that give an advantage to the wide receivers uh, since they know where they're going and you don't know where they're going? It can be, Chuck, uh, especially if you're playing man coverage. It can be, a, a you know, a, certainly an advantage to the wide receivers. You're playing zone then you're going to play that guy that comes into your zone, but it's not quite as uh, a big advantage unless you're playing man. And I'm sure we're going to wind up manning up some Saturday, uh, excuse me, Thursday night, just because we're probably going to bring some pressure a good bit, and that way you're going to wind up having a man. But, yes, it, it can be. But then you got to throw a heavy, slick ball, too, and you got to catch it. And it's kind of weird. You know, those gloves work great in dry weather. They don't, look so, they don't work so great in, in wet weather, so – We'll see how that works out. But I would say advantage Rebels, especially with our run game. Being an old defensive back yourself, you, you have to admire Forbes having six. Uh, yeah, pick sixes. Now, Chuck, I saw the play. I saw the highlight of that game Saturday, and I, I, I can't tell you how uh, lucky or advantageous the guy literally – caught the ball, goes down, and as he's going down, he's kind of fumbling it up, and he kicks it up in the air with his foot. And Emmanuel Forbes is literally standing right there. When he kind of booted it up in the air, he just literally ran under it and took off. I mean, I don't know how you get one served up better than that. that you couldn't practice that and script it up. <laughs> so he got lucky. Unbelievable. He's still pretty good, though, isn't he? Hey, no doubt. He's their best corner for sure. He probably got a chance at the next level, too. So anytime you got six picks for touchdowns, you're doing something right in your career, that's for sure. All right, so the mystery to me, Harry, and, and maybe uh, since you're you're allowed to go to practice a lot more than the rest of the media since you're on the radio team, where's Michael Trigg? I mean, I know he's cleared medically. What is going on there? You know, I, I think they were disappointed in Michael Trick's blocking ability. And, that, you know, Chuck, when you start talking about blocking, that's all I want to, right? I mean, you can teach all these different techniques, but if you want to block somebody, it's just about wanting to. And I think that's what got Michael uh, benched during the season before he got hurt. Uh, we all knew he was, he was a weapon as far as catching the football. But in our run system, our tight end's got to block some. He lines up as an H-back, but he usually winds up blocking on the weak side. He comes across in motion and picks up that offside defensive end or linebacker. And I don't think Michael is having much luck doing that. You know, So uh, he started losing some playing time. Casey Kelly was back in there. Casey was a good blocker, but Casey's had, had some injuries lately with a shoulder, so uh, he didn't play much the other night, especially in the second half. I'm not sure he even came back out of the dressing room unless he was in street clothes. But that, that's what's happened to Michael. Now, he's cleared, ready to go. You know, I was hoping we weren't going to get in a shootout and have to throw a bunch to the tight end. He, he never got in there. And the other thing, uh, Chuck, is that uh, 
uh, Jonathan Mingo at 225-pound wide receiver is, is tough enough to be on that H-back or, 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 or uh, yeah, very close to the line of scrimmage or that tackle when he's lined up out wide. He'll come back and block and does a good job with that. All those wide receivers do a great job of blocking our system. Derek Nix, you know, that has to happen for Derek. And uh, if you don't block, you're not going to play. And Jonathan Mingo has really kind of given our tight ends something else to think about. Yeah, Mingo's got what you said earlier. He's got the want to. Uh, I mean, I think he would block a tractor if it's coming down there. Um, and, and he and me, he and Heath are, are big kids. They're big, tough kids that uh, I think they enjoy the blocking aspect of it. I, well, I don't know if I've ever talked to any wide receiver that loves to block, but they, they do get <laughs> after a good job. But, uh, it'll be interesting to see you brought up Heath and we hadn't talked about him. He, He's going to be playing against his former teammates for the last two or three years, so that'll be an interesting matchup. We'll see if Forbes winds up lining up on him or Mingo, probably him out wide, and uh, see if there's any chippiness or any, any talk, any bantering going on back and forth. All right, let's assume that the Rebels win uh, Thursday and end up nine and three. What, what going into next year, Harry? What have what have they got to get talent wise, in your opinion? Well, you're going to lose one back linebacker, Troy Troy Brown. I, I thought Keys has had a really good season, number eleven. I thought he's really done a good job this year, so he's a stalwart there. You can't ever have too many offensive or defensive linemen. I think they've got a couple guys on the offensive line in Cushman. They're really high on. Had played the redshirting him. Got some others. I think you know you got to you're going to lose Broker. I think Caleb Warren will be back. Uh, Jeremy James, you tell me. Will he be back? Will he not be back? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, you know, I guess you lose a couple guys on that defensive front. But, uh, there, you know, a lot of guys returning there. Uh, I guess DeAndre Prince will be out of, uh, out of, uh, commission. I guess he'll, this will be his last game, other than a bowl game. I'd have to check on that to be sure. He is but, going through uh, the senior day stuff. Harry. He is going yeah, to I don't know who's involved in that yet. I hadn't heard. Maybe you've seen that. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, I would say you could pick up an offense on the defensive line or two. Uh, wide receiver, Chuck, you know, we're going to lose We're going to lose Heath and we're going to lose Mingo, right? So, yeah. I think you've got, got to get some guys to fill in there. we got, we got some young guys that uh, I think Derek is high uh, And so, but, I, you know, having not played any this year, you, you got you to find some, some – Somebody who's got some uh, talent, but also got some snaps under their belt, and bring that in. Hey, maybe you probably go bring in another quarterback. Yeah, I would I think, think so. I, hey, yeah, let me, I would let, think you'd have to bring in a quarterback. I think you're going to lose Altmaier, and uh, I, I don't, I don't think they're they're happy with the other kids with Dent. So, you know, I think you bring in a quarterback too. This uh, this dynamic now of rolling over so much of your roster every year and the transfer portal and all that stuff. I mean, it's got to make um, it harder for coaches to develop cohesiveness and teamwork and those kind of things that, you know, you're not playing with your brother for four years. Uh, guys you've been in the trenches with and went through that tough wobble Davidson freshman year with. Um, don't you think that affects – Teams, the teams that are able to develop quicker than the others are the ones that win. 
I don't think it's any doubt, Chuck. You know, you know, how do you build camaraderie? You keep doing that year after year, and those are very good points. You hope you get your roster built up with guys that's got two years and not just one year as a transfer, uh, a graduate transfer. You'd like to get a two years, a J.J. Pegues-type player that's got two years, maybe three, and that's what you'd like to do. But, you know, you got to have a bunch of different people inside the building working on uh, recruiting, working on analyzing talent. And all of a sudden, your general manager or whoever's looking on those other rosters and looking at film and analyzing talent becomes very, very important to you, Chuck. And so, if you're going to continue to do that, I, I, I you know, we've obviously, the NCAA probably had its biggest uh, challenge in the NIL world. They, they put it and pass it off to Congress. Well, you know how that all works out. So, that's going to be a challenge, keeping those guys happy. And then if you, one guy's happier than the other guys, how does that work out? So, it's a totally different world that we're getting ready to see going forward. And we're just beginning to see the, 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 Tip of that iceberg, Chuck. I, you know, amazing how it's going to work out. But who can balance that? And I think Lane's done a good job with that, especially this year. But who can who can do that year in and year out? It's going to be really, uh, really good in the coaching world. All right, buddy. Thanks for joining us again. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Harry. Thanks, Have Harry. Time to look at the Seaspire Connolly Trophy watch list Here. November nineteenth. Time to look at the Seaspire Connolly Trophy watch list for. Uh, this this one, and we got to flip through it pretty quick. Let's go, Chuck. Ole Miss junior running back Zach Evans gained 207 yards on 17 carries against Arkansas. Senior Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State is our player of the week. Uh, he had six interceptions returned for touchdowns in his career at Mississippi State. Senior uh, wide receiver uh, Jason Brownlee for Southern Miss, the player of the week for the Golden Eagles, the West Point native. Seven receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown in their loss to South Alabama. Delta State cornerback William Carter. William Carter is our... Go to Jackson State freshman Travis Hunter, Mississippi State defensive back Kenneth Martin, and uh, Jarvian Howard for Alcorn State. We'll come back with a little bit more next. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat at a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. 
Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Get the best in men's apparel at Great Scott, located at 4400 Old Can Road in Jackson. They've been serving you for 35 years and voted top 50 men's clothing store in Esquire magazine. Along with a great clothing selection, they offer a full-service, old-fashioned barbershop. Their store hours are 9.30 to 6 Monday through Friday and 9.30 to 5 on Saturdays. Take note, the J&M Collection Fall Trunk Show is Thursday, November 17th with special event pricing. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Check them out, Great Scott, located at 4400 Old Can Road in Jackson. Employers, are you paying too much for your group health insurance? If so, call Brad Camp with Morgan White Group. Brad can show our proprietary premium saver plan, which could save you as much as 18 to 20% on your group health insurance premium. Brad can also show you our employee needs too, offering human resource guidance, payroll solutions, 401k retirement plans, and senior services. Morgan White Group is your largest solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of Mississippi, servicing all of your health, dental, vision, and life insurance needs. Call Brad Camp at 662-259-5552. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color t-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new interest off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Hey, we want to thank C Spire again. They've been a part of this Connerly Trophy since it started in 96 for the top college football player in the state of Mississippi each and every year. They've been with us here with the Rebel Yell Hotline. They've given us those names. We kind of rushed at the end to get some of the guys' names in there, but we appreciate C Spire and everyone and the 10 nominees. For the trophy this year, Alcorn State's Jarvian Howard, Bell Havens, Connor Fordham, Delta State's Patrick Shegog, Jackson State's Shadur Sanders, Millsaps, Moise Tezzo, Mississippi College, Marcus Williams, Valley's Emmanuel, uh, uh, Mississippi State's Emmanuel Forbes Jr., Valley's Ronnie Thomas, Ole Miss Quinshawn Judkins, and Southern Miss Jason Brownlee. Before we get into recruiting, can we give a shout-out to Chad Kelly for coming in with 11 minutes to go, the Grey Cup, which is the Super Bowl of the Canadian Football League. Remember, they only have three downs. He had a big second down and fifth. That'd be like running on third down and 15 and extending a drive, and he gets his team a 24-23 win and uh, winning the Grey Cup in the CFL. Good for him. All right. Now it's time for the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment presented by Go Orthodontics since 1976. They're in Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, Collierville. If you need braces or Invisalign, mention Rebel Yell Hotline and receive... $500 $500 off. Ole Miss's highest rated commitment, Sunterine Perkins, had a monster night Friday to help Raleigh advance to the 3A North Finals. The 6'3", 205-pound projected linebacker uh, rushed for 200 yards, three touchdowns in the first quarter alone on five carries. Easy math tells me he ran that 40 yards a time. Uh, the Under Armour All-Americans rushed for 1,591 yards, 24 touchdowns. He's made 80 tackles, five sacks, three interceptions, and recovered four fumbles. 
that's not bad. Uh, on three consensus, four stars, Ole Miss commits the quarterback Marcel Reed and offensive lineman Bryson Sanders. One on Friday, they'll face off in Tennessee's Division II 3A state championship game December 1st. St. Augustine, Louisiana. Center Tyree Adams will take an official visit to Ole Miss in December. He's the number 118 overall rated player currently committed to LSU. Uh, he was thought to be an Ole Miss lean before his commitment to the Tigers. Ole Miss has picked up a couple of crystal balls for four-star running back Christopher Johnson out of Miami, noted as the nation's fastest player. He won the 100-meter race in the state of Florida the past two years. Rebs and Miami are the main two players there. Now, the NCAA transfer portal starts December 5th, goes through January 18. It'll be an important time frame not only for the Rebels, but everybody, obviously, in the country. And Mississippi's top-rated, uncommitted prospect Isaac Smith expected to be in Oxford on Thursday. Keep an eye on LSU along with Ole Miss and Mississippi State for the Itawamba AHS product. He is the son of former Rebel Reggie Smith, rated number 172 overall by On3 Sports. And pick a Yoon. Four-star running back Dante Dowdle is expected to be at the Egg Bowl as well. 6'2", 215-pound running back, number 185 overall in the country, committed to Oregon. Baseball recruiting. Ole Miss 2023 class has moved up to the number six spot. Five of their commitments are ranked as top 100 prospects, including a pair from Oxford, Mississippi, in shortstop Cooper Pratt and center fielder, excuse me, Cat. Catcher Campbell Smithwick. All right, time for the good, the bad, and the ugly, and let's see what Chuck brings forth today. All right, the good, the run game for Ole Miss is so good. It's the best I've ever seen here with Quinside Judkins and Zach Evans. In my opinion, they're the best one-two punch and running back in the country. And I hate to say this, but uh, <laughs> Rocket Sanders is good himself. He's on the same level with those two guys. He's a terrific back. He just doesn't have a running buddy as good as either one of those. That's about it for the good. The bad, where to start? The Rebel defense was as bad as I've seen it in a long time. Sanders ran all over us, and K.J. Jefferson was a difference maker with his feet and in the air. The Rebel offense put up a lot of yards, but it was against a pre defense with the Hog offense being content to milk their 42-6 to third-quarter lead all the way to the end. The 700 yards were kind of a mirage because in the red zone, the Rebs weren't very good. The refs took two TDs off the board for Ole Miss in the first half because of holding calls. Good calls, bad calls, you decide, but they certainly were momentum killers. Uh, Ugly, the sideline reporting by the SEC Network crew was atrocious. As Yancey said, a clown show. Please ditch that idea. You tried it. It didn't work. Now go back to what works because, frankly, you three aren't that good anyway, even when you're doing it traditionally. The other thing to me, distractions, distractions, distractions. I mean, there was hardly any chatter about the game last week. It was all about Lane Kiffin. Is he staying? Is he going? With all the social media out there these days, you know those players read and heard and listened to all of it, and it, it had to affect them. And I, and I defy anybody saying differently. It's ugly. It was ugly. And I hope it, that ugly doesn't carry over to distractions Thursday in the Egg Bowl. But I'm afraid it is. With that, the Egg Bowl will kick off at 6 in Oxford. I encourage you to listen to Brett Norsworthy and me at 4 for the pregame show on the Ole Miss Radio Network. We'll have comments from Coach Lane Kiffin, Keith Carter, Jarrell Poe, and Walker Jones on the show. 
We'll discuss Ole Miss and Mississippi State somewhere, but we'll talk with all of those men. Uh, Ole Miss basketball is in Orlando. They've landed there to be a part of the ESPN Events Invitational at 4-0. First game is Thanksgiving Day at 12.30 against 2-2 two two Stanford. Airtime at noon, Eli Savoy and Mark Dukes and the unbeaten women's basketball team tips off in two minutes in the Bahamas. Uh, they're taking on 0-4 Dayton tonight. And then Wednesday, number 17, Utah, who just beat Alabama in that same event. Chuck, Gordon, good job. We'll be back next Monday night. So long.